Live from inside a BMO Field divot, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Minority fans, we know that you were worried that we were going to take the week off, but just because TFC is slacking off this week doesn't mean we are. Oh no, in fact, we've worked doubly hard to bring you the finest in podcastery. What's that? No one worked doubly hard? Everyone thought we had the week off too? Didn't we? Alright, well let's get to today's panel anyway. He begged to be allowed to stay home and reorganize his kit collection, but we insisted he show up, otherwise we'd have no one to record this. It's our technical wizard, Mark Hinckley. You know how hard it is to determine whether or not you want to go alphabetical or by color? His stern countenance got sterner because what major league takes bye weeks? Our wrangler of stats and partial owner of Darlington, it's Duncan Fletcher. Hello. Happy St. George's Day to all. Indeed. Yes. He's taking this bye week thing rather seriously, so not with us as always. Instead, he's off scouting the lower divisions for more bench strength for VMP is Tony Walsh. Colin Samuel sure is a fatty. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Tony. Classic Tony. But fear not, we've got a fantastic guest podcaster in James. What? He's away watching the Voyager's Cup? Oh, but instead we've got Ian. Sorry, what? Who? We got the dates wrong? Well, we're sakes. Who's running this show around here? Oh, right. That's me. As always, I am diligently searching out only the best factoids and factoid spinners to have on our show. Except during bye weeks when I drop the ball. But still here, I am, of course, your host, Kristen Knowles. Hello! Alright, enough of that. Last weekend, the team dragged a version of themselves down to Frisco to ultimately watch our Reds get hogtied in the second half and come limping home to lick their wounds for the next two weeks. So what the hell happened? I think what went right... Something went right? Well, I felt the counterattack was pretty good. It didn't really result in much. The counterattack was working. The stats kind of show that the counterattack was working with possession at... 40% 40% or 39%, 38% for Toronto. Other than that, not a heck of a lot. When doing the counterattack, you kind of leave possession in the hands of your opposition. And you would think, after our warning, that they would be afraid of crosses. They clearly mm. are not listening. No. They fully encouraged crosses. Oh my, 16 yes. of them from corners. A new record a for new FC Dallas. Hey. Congratulations, We're givers bastards. at yeah. TFC. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the counterattack working, and I think, you know, in the, in the first half it did. The second half, they, they pretty much just abandoned counterattack and just went straight <laughs> for bunkering. everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're we're you know, going to, ooh, we've won the ball back, now let's try and quickly attack. It's no, we won the ball back, let's just get it down the other end. That, that was about as ambitious as it got, and uh, that almost worked, and then eventually killed us. <laughs> Am I the only one who, who thinks that Michael Bradley shouldn't have played? That he was just a shell of himself out there. I get why he played, because it was an opportunity for them to maybe try and steal a point. And we don't know if he sort of said, no, no, I'm well enough, I'm good, I can do this. But that is not the Michael Bradley we're used to. That is not the Michael Bradley that could take over that midfield. Certainly did not impose himself on that game at all. And I, honestly, I just think, at the very least, sit him at the half. Why have him out there? I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he he clearly wasn't as good. I mean, at one point, 
know, he did something and they're really difficult to tell apart. So I was like, oh, you know, well done, Kyle Becker. I, oh, no, that's Bradley. And when you're confusing Kyle Becker with Bradley, that's not a good sign for Michael yeah. Bradley. But yeah, I mean, again, I can see why, he, you know, I could agree he's probably very much, yeah, I want to be out there. And, you know, what other options were there, really? We're, it's probably one of those things where, you know. I know, I, I know. had to. But it's just, it's just, it's just frustrating to watch as well. To watch mm -hmm. a player that we've, you know, we've seen this season and know how good he is and what he normally brings to the team and and how he can change the game for us. And just to see, you know, he was just not himself out there. And so yeah. hopefully, hopefully, it's just uh, the need of more rest and there wasn't some sort of seri more serious underlying mm -hmm. issue. I mean, he seemed frustrated himself I mean, after the game. Oh, yeah. He was very much not blaming the ref. He's all just very much, yeah, we, we weren't good enough. And, you know, he, he seems as if frustrated is the best word for it. I'm sure as much of that is frustrated with himself. It's yes. like, I wanted to be able to do this and I just couldn't. And that probably kills someone like him. Agreed. Yeah. For a guy who has been running things from basically the first kick. He should have came out around the 70th minute. He should have came out possibly earlier than that. He just looked like it's he wasn't his head wasn't in it or it wasn't he wasn't getting the game he thought he was going to deliver. Mm -hmm. A lot of his passes weren't the cutting everything open that we no. that surgical passing that that we've come to know and and spoiled by because Toronto we don't usually get that kind of talent. <laughs> One of the few criticisms I, I've had of Nelson is his. He seems to wait a little too long to finally pull guys off. In this case, he kind of blew it in, in its entirety. It may also have been a bench depth issue. It was it was it was kind of tough to watch that last twenty minutes, seeing him look like he's going through the motions. And he's a guy who doesn't strike me who would ever allow himself to go through the motions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it comes down to options. Like even if if Jeremy Hall was available, I think he'd have been out there. <sighs> Absolutely. I know. I, I know. It I pains know. to say it, but mm. he's right. I'm nauseous. There, there. <laughs> there, there. I'll catch up. <laughs> so, well, I, I do have something I want to I wanna pick on for the team, but I, I can save that for my go to the match comment. Does anyone <laughs> want to guess? <laughs> Do we, uh, want, do we want to talk man of the match first, and then, and then I can have my my moment? <laughs> sure. Um, Does anyone have a man of the match for this? Like I have sure, one. I mean, but... than, you know, probably Justin Morrow. I mean, no one really stood out, but Morrow again was solid, and uh, you know, I think Dallas did a lot better down like their left wing than they did down their right wing. And yeah. So yeah, you know, Morrow was good. That's that's who I had, and, and basically for those reasons. He was one of the two players. Cesar was a possibility as well, but who I thought was, from start to finish, played a, a good game and played a, a decent game who didn't... Yeah, the, the attacking thing, absolutely you could see the difference in how they split their attack. And I'm just a big Justin Morrow fan, it would seem. Getting Morrow mania. I like that. Can I get a t-shirt made like that? Well, I'm going Moral malaria, it's like Bieber fever, except... <laughs> Justin, name disease. See? It works out. So, uh, moving on to... Did, you have, did you have a man of the match? I really like Issy, and that, not because of the goal. The goal was fine. I just thought he had a crap load of hustle for a guy who was getting no service. What little opportunity he had to control and contribute to the game, most part was snuffed out, either before the ball got to him, or but when he did get the ball, he 
attack defenders as if he wasn't going to get paid if he didn't. He looked rabid a couple times. <laughs> it was phenomenal. I was just like, wow. All of TSC are diseased. It's kind of like Chad Barrett, Andrea Lombardo. You like, like, going hard. No, no, this isn't a mishateful joke. I liked Lombardo way back in the day because he had hustle. He ran his ass off all over the pitch. I liked Barrett because he would run his ass off all over the pitch. It wasn't until I realized what he contributed to the game other than missing. Just watching so, Dunk, Dunk, if, if, if this was a cartoon, you would see the red meter moving up through Duncan's face. <laughs> but Issy had that hustle where it was, it was almost relentless, and I love seeing that hustle. I like seeing guys who just keep going even when there's next to nothing to get, but he'll fight for it. So right. that was my man of the match. Okay. Uh, go to the match. I shouldn't say that so gleefully. I'm just you, like I'm, you are loving. I really this. Am. go to the match. There's no one that massively stands out. Part of me wants to say like Julio Cesar, which is harsh because I'm only really focusing on one moment. But the the second goal, that ball was like hanging in the air for a long time. Come on, and just go out and grab that. At the very worst, you'll get fouled. Well, there'll be minor contact, and the ref will call it a foul. And it's all good. You know, don't just wait for that scramble to happen. And I'm only he did a lot of good things in the game as well, so it's very hard. I, I, I accept that I might be setting you up for yours, Kristen. And I desperately tried to remember this when I watched the replay. Whoever bowled over the wrong forward in the game-winning goal, that is who my go-to-the-game would be. There were, the ball had popped up, and there was two guys that were basically equidistant to wherever the ball was going to land. And who, what, some Toronto defender... It was Kyle Becker. It was Becker. Oh, it was Becker? Oh, it was absolutely Becker. Becker nailed one guy, stood over him like, I'm the man, and left the other guy wide open to pop it. It's like, get somebody. So that was like a fleeting moment of frustration, but that was the only time I could say I raged at the screen, shaking my fist. Why, I oughta, that kind of moment. So I'm actually disappointed it wasn't who you're about to say. But that does lead into mine, which oh. is, of course... Bradley Orr. Wow. The answer, as always, Bradley is Bradley Orr. For two reasons. He well, had that one week. There was one exactly. week where you were That's okay true. with him. I, he, no. he, that, that, was, that was Bradley Orr's bye week in my book. <laughs> and now no more. <laughs> for the aforementioned goal, uh, which all of our goats belong to, which is fair. Uh, yeah, Becker with the lovely and horrific move. And or for his ability to dance out of the way of the ball. That was fantastic, but not just so much for that, but for his play throughout much of the game, which was frustrating and had me yelling at the TV more than once when he would try painfully to take the ball upfield, lumbering along. And then when it seemed like there was a moment he could pass the ball, no, no, no. He would kick it down the field and I would shake my fists at the TV and say, why? Why are you doing that? What is wrong with you? And he did it more than once. The one other comment for Bradley Orr, and I do, I am going to lay a little blame at Nelson's doorstep for this. And I've said it a couple times in the last week or so. I don't think Bradley Orr should have played. I think uh, Nick Hagelin should have played because it pulls Stephen Caldwell away from his natural side and it changes the defense. And Caldwell is this talented and he's, he's, he's a good defender. He plays better on his natural side and I 
Not saying that goal wouldn't have gone in, it wouldn't have happened, but I think the defense would have looked different and different things would have happened if Caldwell had been playing where he normally does and had someone that is more akin to Daniil Henry, which I think Nick Hagland is in terms of mm-hmm. stature and energy and all of those things playing next to him on the other side. That's just one woman's opinion, but God damn it, I'm sick of seeing Bradley Orr out there screwing things up. Poor Bradley Orr. Poor Bradley mm-hmm. Orr. One of the other things that sort of came up throughout the game, I think, as everyone was watching and since the game's happened, is that the ref was perhaps... Lenient? Lenient is a, is, is a good way of putting it. I was like, mm. not uh, disinclined to call things. Disinclined. Lost his whistle. Uh, yeah, I think there, there were five potential oh, moments yeah. that I think, well, that should be at least a booking, potentially a red card, and none of them got anything. So. I, I expect, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's midweek now, and we haven't heard even rumblings of uh, a review for Watson, that elbow on Jackson. Right. Yep, that Which, was one, yes. That was just blatant. Mm-hmm. Um, was the, the dude who kicked Cesar. Thomas, yeah. yeah. And, and Benitez uh, kind of rushed out at Izzy after a little sort of yeah, foul okay, tussle. That one, yeah. The ref had blown the whistle and he just kind of swung his and, arm out at him. And Izzy didn't got hurt the him call. Didn't hurt him, obviously. Yeah, that but, was... Uh, um, but... The ones. When Michelle like, hit headbutted Gilberto, that's not just an innocent clash of heads. He yeah. went hard oh, yeah. on that one. And then you of know, the, the Gilberto penalty. Exactly. Which, which red card as well. Is, 100%. Yeah. I've watched that so many times. And mm-hmm. there's no shoulder there's no shoulder to shoulder contact. There is a full shove in between his shoulder blades. And you want to know why he didn't get it other than the fact that apparently the ref was too far back and the assistant refs are powerless. Then why are they assistant refs and why are they just linesmen again? Is that, to his credit... Gilberto got back up, took possession of the ball again, and tried to keep the play going. Those South Americans, they're they're just too honest. We've always said that (laughs) about them. They need to learn to embellish things. Uh, That's the one part of their game that's really holding that that entire continent back. You know, I I want to give the refs in MLS, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But it seems like on a weekly basis, you can set your watch to it. They will do something that has me wonder why you guys get paid at all. At least in <laughs> at least in cash. It's I hate un- in gummy worms. No, you know what? I, I Gabba s- books, allocation money. Yeah, go on. That's okay. <laughs> I've maintained for many years that the, the referees, the officials in this league, are paid in sandwiches. So what, <laughs> Subway sandwiches? Oh, just su- sandwiches in general. So the only Chipotle, thing I can figure... Surely. Well, in, oh, in Texas it would be great, I, forgot, I imagine. Right. Mm-hmm. But I figure that, that Toronto just screws up the sandwich order every time. And they're just like, I didn't want jalapenos <laughs> in this. I said no mustard. This isn't what I ordered. And just like, well, screw you, Toronto. Mm. We're going to... We're going to... Tonight. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Penalty? No penalty. There was mustard on my sandwich. I didn't see a bloody thing. I asked for a hawk meat sandwich, damn it. <laughs> I hope that in the next collective bargaining agreement for the professional referees organization... They just had it. No, in the next one. Okay. That it states that we're not using you and we're going to go get those Greek refs again. Because those Greek refs ran a tight, beautiful show. <laughs> the replacements were good. And I'm sure, I based on the Greek economy, they would welcome us. Yes. yes. 
I'm 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 usually pro union, but when the union you have in place is hiring incompetent people, my sympathy just dwindles. Uh, at the very least, bring the scabs into the union. Exactly. Yes. I'm sure we those like guys would love an off season that gets <laughs> yes. paid in real money. Come on. All right. So since fault. clearly the 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 Dallas players were not uh, effusive enough in their uh, offensiveness to get. A call, let alone a well-deserved red card. What, um, what does a Dallas player have to do to get a red card around here, Duncan? Uh, well, it was obviously Easter, and uh, JC was out there. So I think what they should have done is basically uh, nailed JC to the goalpost. That might have got the ref's attention. <laughs> uh, and I know Never what you're thinking. You go first. I know what you're thinking. This is terrible. No, it's it's positive. It's positively blasphemous. Huh? Huh? Uh, Perez? Blasphemous? Blas Perez? Yes. That's what you meant. I'm done. One of mine was a little, uh, you know, their coach seems like a fairly, you know, he seems to really like his players, but they just keep poking him. Hey, 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 Oscar, put me on. Oscar, I want to play. Oscar, I want to play. Is that not like abuse of some sort of official? I'm sure the assistant ref will, if he starts like, Really getting into it? Maybe? No. Um, no, my real one is uh, grab Tex Hooper and ride him onto the pitch and lasso a ref. Ooh, nice. I think so. Nice. I'm going to go, based on, of course, the game that we, we just Oh, of course. I'm going to say they're going to have to stab two players. Two? Because the first one would probably just be a yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're going to go with what constitutes a red card, given that there were... Many, many situations where a red card should have been issued and nary a booking was issued. I figure weaponry, um, possibly death, but I figure two stabbings, not the same player. Because it would just mean, it's, well, he was already stabbed, obviously. Why, why would we book him again? Clearly. You have to stab, same player has to stab two different players. And that would get you a red card. Also, um, obviously, Julio Cesar got kicked kind of in the midsection, and that's apparently fine. So oh, we kind yes. of go back to the Mark Bloom thing. What you have to do is kick him right in the family Julio's, in the Little Caesars. Oh, my God. And that might get a red. <laughs> I have a feeling you spend, like, the, when you go home, you're already writing the puns for next week, which is magical because I don't put that much effort into it. Why do you think I came up with this question? <laughs> Because oh, I thought about this. No, that's. Oh, oh I'm, 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 I'm learning your game. First, so. think of the answers, then propose the question. Where can I put something about a scrotum? Hmm. <laughs> I need a question that allows me to say this scrotum joke. How many weeks can I use this joke? Yes. Scrotum. The answer is the entire season. Stay tuned. <laughs> We've given up on receiving any material gain from our MLS overlords and now only hope for recognition from our listeners for freeing up their weekends by watching those other teams play so that they don't have to. Mm-hmm. And now here's Duncan with this week's MLS Winners and Losers. Duncan? Thanks, Tony. Basically, at this stage, uh, and you can probably anticipate this for the next few weeks, it's just uh, because of keeping track 
of uh, those teams that still haven't won because that's funny. Um, amongst those teams, we, yeah, I approve of this. We, we start off with uh, San Jose. Uh, they got a credible draw in Colorado, not a bad result. Uh, and they've only played five games so far. And they get to play Chivas next week. So they're probably the least losery of the losers right now. Um, yeah. Tall smidget. Totally yeah, like yeah. First, okay, exactly. Tony, what do you think about this? Colin Samuel sure is a fatty. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Tony. Classic Tony. Ah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> the next uh, least losery. The second least losery. Who knows? Sure. Um, the first runner-up losery. There you go. Yeah. Sure. Uh, it would be Portland, who played a really good game against Real Salt Lake. They were just uh, denied by Nick Romando, who had a, a very, very good game. And um, they ended up losing 1-0. And Will Johnson's getting really angry and really grumpy about the whole, oh, you deserve better platitude. But uh, you know, Portland do legitimately look like uh, a team that's about to start winning. So, you know, they're not going to be here for too long, I don't think. I'll be honest with you. I'm a yeah. little, my mind is a little blown that both... San Jose and Portland haven't won a game yet. It's, it's crazy. It's, yeah. It's crazy. I know. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the less crazy part of it. This is very much the pl- believable. The plausible part. Yes. yes. <laughs> the plausible losers are. Uh, well, actually, before we get to them, uh, a quick shout out to New York, who broke free from this group of losers uh, by beating Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good for you, Queen. Thank yeah. you. Uh, uh, but anyway, happily, the worst of the bunch is the Montreal Impact. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, who, who got... got C'est bon. <laughs> got hammered 4-0 this week. Thank <laughs> uh, It was a close game until fairly late on, and then uh, like so, uh, Kansas piled on a bit towards the end. I was secretly still. hoping you were going to say it was a fairly close game until the third minute when... <laughs> Uh, so now they've only got like three points through seven games, and their minus eight goal difference is by far the worst in the league. And uh, Joey Saputo is now coming out on Twitter and like calling it frustrating and everything. So I'm guessing uh, Frank Klopas is uh, is probably not feeling too safe in his job right now. I hear David Moyes is available. He, well, that's uh, that's a good call. Yeah. He needs to be Italian though. Davide Moisey. Yeah, Moisey, yeah. just need a bit Moise. of his name that's change. A, that's a southern Italian name, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Finally, amongst this, uh, the group of four, we move on to Chicago. Now, any child who grew oh. up in 1980s Britain knows that uh, if you want to be a record breaker, dedication's what you need. And Chicago are remarkably dedicated to, to this whole record thing. Two weeks ago, Mike McGee missed a penalty in injury time against Philadelphia that would have won a game and they move on no problem. Uh, This week, they again got a penalty in injury time. They had like five great chances. Uh, McGee hit the post, then the first rebound from maybe about five yards out. It was a little wide to the goal, but that was just sort of scuffed and it got blocked. But then there's another rebound about four yards out, dead center, and uh, that one got blocked as well. Now, that block got judged as a handball, so penalty, so hooray. Uh, McGee, after two weeks ago, he didn't want it. Goal machine Quincy Amariqua had already been sent off at this point, so he couldn't take it. So it was Juan Anangano. Uh, who took an absolutely awful penalty. It seriously was terrible. So Bobby Shuttleworth saved that one and the rebound. And uh, yeah, the, I mean, Chicago, they just refused to score. You know, their their de- dedication to the tie was rewarded as they now share the record of six straight ties in MLS. 
you know, they go for the actual, the full-on record of seven. That'll be a two weeks from now. They've got a bye week this week. But, um, yeah, well done, Chicago. Uh, it's, it's admirable, really. A lot of records being set. Yes. Between the crosses in Dallas and this. This yeah. is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking of records, that's an excellent segue. Wow. Uh, talking of records, Nick Ramando. We mentioned he um, Does got a... have bad games? Not God, many. Uh, we mentioned he got a clean sheet there. Good. That is his 111th. Damn you, son. That's excellent. Yes, which is one behind the MLS League record, which is held by... Oh, 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 I want in on this one. Tony Miola. <laughs> <laughs> Julio Cesar. <laughs> no. Damn it. Oh, oh uh, Pound's dead. Yes? Beep, beep, oh. beep. No. Uh, Kevin Hartman. Yeah. Has 100. Oh, crap. Yeah, Kevin Hartman has 112, so Romando's just one behind. Possible. That was a real attempt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one last record to uh, end this segment with Quincy Ameriqua mm. uh, has now set a career high for goals in an MLS season. By Quincy Marikwa with four. <laughs> well done, Quincy. Well done, Quincy. Nice to see you've sh- you've shed the shroud of shame that was Toronto FC. And, me sarcastically. Uh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well done, Quincy. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, funny because he now goes into the pile of players who've done better once they've left. True. It's actually, a he, it's a low bar for he him. He did that once he scored his first goal. Actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he scored against Liverpool. In a game that doesn't matter. Mm. Indeed. All right. Uh, anyway, that's uh, MLS winners and losers for this week. Back to you, Tony. Thanks, Duncan. suggestions this is to mark bloom is so poor our honorable mention will go to get out my kitchen both of these came from the waking the red comment section mark bloom is so poor he should jersey swap after every game and sell it on ebay a henry or devile game worn jersey should fetch a pretty penny maybe he could get it signed as well it's uh, pretty industrious. Mm-hmm. I do like it. I'm, I'm sure. Ooh, the Vaya one might get you. you know, yeah, I mean, I've got to say, I mean, but... Bloom's getting popular. I mean, give, give it a give it a few more games, and he just sell his own jersey. Exactly. Honestly, uh, I, I, there's going to be a huge market for Bloom jerseys soon. I don't mean to inflate our importance, but the Boca Minority rub is. A we, thing we've now. been pushing that uh, the, the the Bloom. Yeah. I think a lot of people also got hammered with our drinking game last week. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. The winner. For user submitted bitchy blanks comes from Sask TFC fan submitted Mark Bloom is so poor to get extra money he should have to move back in with his parents like the rest of the players. <laughs> That's really good. It'd be a false economy. How much is he going to have to spend on gas? Look, not our problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey. We'll, 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 yes. we'll give him some. Uh, we'll. We'll, we'll nod at the microphone. Yeah. But he does get bonus points for uh, actually traveling to the FC Dallas game on the weekend. Yeah. So so that... Closer than a home game? 
Yeah, I think it's a geography yeah, yeah, joke. Because yeah. if you look at a map, it's okay. Good job, man. Thank you. Thank you for your submission. Um, round the table, uh, lady Jen. How about it? All right. Uh, my is Mark Bloom is so poor to get extra money in his spare time. Rents it out to little old ladies needing help crossing the streets, rescuing kittens from trees, and mowing the neighbor's lawn. Oh, he's just an all-round good guy. He's just a nice guy. So I've read. Duncan. Um, well, there's an article came out uh, recently. Kurt Larson was detailing uh, Blue Army, which is uh, a big thing. So I think this is what Black Bullet needs to do to get more money. Is just basically work into his contract a uh, sort of residual for each jersey sold with Bloom on the back. He gets a portion because th- this Blue Army thing is huge. It's going to take off. I-, mm. I could see it blossoming into something else. <laughs> Mine, that uh, is maybe not as. Wonderful as that. I just kind of stuck with the poverty line. Mark Bloom is so poor, he refers to the new refrigerator box he found as his mansion. <laughs> ah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, for next week's Bitchy Blank, uh, we're going to keep the recent theme of health woes with Toronto FC intact. Now that they've both been made to the starting 18... Surely this can only mean that both Joe Bendick and Chris Kanopka will get hurt from doing blank. As always, you could submit them via the comment section of vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.ca or on Waking the Red. Mm-hmm. So any way you want to contribute is a welcome contribution. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter at vocal, V-O-C-L, minority pod, and use the hashtag bitchyblanks. And back to you, Tony. Thanks, Mark. All right, so it is that time in the podcast when we look ahead to the weekend because there are games to be played. And uh, once again, we look to Duncan with the scouting report. <laughs> hey, thanks, Tony. And for goodness, because it's a bye week, I'm off. Woohoo! Hey, Robbie. No, no, that's mine. Okay. <laughs> bye week, baby, baby, bye week. Back to you, Tony. Woo! Sandro, come on. Thanks, Duncan. How come he gets a budget to travel? Your friend will. Your friend will. Your friend will declares. Your friend will declares. Don't be a dick. Your friend will. Your friend will. Your friend will. Hey, who loves a mid-season friendly? Mm. We do. We do. Oh wait. Mm. Except Uh, that we don't. Mm. So we knew it was coming. But the uh, season seat holder email landed this week, so uh, let the debate begin anew. Uh, from the end of June until the end of the season, there is literally no rest to TFC's schedule. It is not a single week off, and there are multiple game weeks. So what do we do? We shoehorn in a friendly against our new marketing partners, Tottenham Hotspur. Or the Spurs, if you're nasty. <laughs> Personally, I admit to being torn. I've railed against uh, friendlies for quite some time. And I will feel like a complete hypocrite if I go to this game. But I am very tempted as a Spurs fan that I want to go watch them. But I just... You're just encouraging them, Chris. I know, I know. Which is why Mm. I just don't think I can do it. I know one of our other (laughs) distinguished panelists. Brethren. Brethren. uh, I'm willing to bet we'll be going. Yeah. Uh, much against his his 
He's another one who has railed against this. Uh, Even more, even more vociferously than I. Yes. I would say I very much enjoy this sort of moralistic cringing going on (laughs) because as a Darlington fan, I'm never going to have to deal with this. There is never ever going to be any kind of big, you know, massive promote the brand kind of exercise between Toronto and Darlington. So So you mean to tell me as an owner, you have no optimism within the next 20 to 25 years that Darlington's going to be in the Premier League amongst the big boys with FC United of Manchester and Wimbledon. I mean, really, it's you you really don't see that ever happening. It's plausible, but uh, again, as an owner, um, I have influence, I can make sure it doesn't. So, speaking of, so, should Darlington come to town for a friendly? <laughs> I would go to that. De- I would go to that. Oh, I believe I would too. <laughs> Not because it's Darlington. To support Duncan. No, because, because I would TFC s- might win that. Yes, one. that's exactly it. <laughs> I would actually see a reserve game against their reserve team, and it would be a competitive match. Seeing Tottenham show up and them playing a mix of their A team and their B team, and Toronto struggling to field their A team because they're overworked. And then mixing in their B team, it's kind of, uh, I don't know if that's ever going to be worth 70 bucks. or whatever. <laughs> Have you watched Spurs play this year? Yeah, but there's also the whole thing the of, thing we is, can't go back but, losing to these guys. Spurs are good against crappy teams. You have any um, I, interesting I, thoughts or non... non uh... I'm, I'm, I'm torn because, on the one hand, I've always found the the exhibitions, to be actually a good time. Like, they're fun. And I don't know if that's because the players can try out a few things or guys who are super enthusiastic because they're actually getting a run out. But the price that they charge always kind of puts me off. Is either the game at BMO or at the Dome worth $50, $60, $70, whatever it's going to be? Probably not. Yeah, it's true. I think the, the one argument I could potentially begrudgingly see is, you know, I guess... This is the cost of, you know, getting Jermaine Defoe or whoever. This is Tim Lewicki. Do you like the circus? This is the circus. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Well, we already know, and we and yeah. we knew before. But I mean, the thing is, we've already got Defoe, so. Fagundes. Tottenham now. Yes. Fagundes. That Fagundes. So you're not enjoying the 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 the. the I am not enjoying the Fagundes. Like ribbony adverts around the side of the pitch. I no. I, I have nothing against Tottenham until TFC started trying to, trying I, I to shove that yeah. cock down my throat. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tottenham... It's a roll. <laughs> it's a cock roll, yes. Get it right. Exactly. <laughs> this way I don't have to censor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before TFC tried to shove the cock roll down my throat. And nobody wants to get a cock roll. No. It's just unprofessional. Just open wide. So, it's true. Relax the throat. Exactly. You get that bird all the way in. So there you go. Go with whichever version of that you want to go with. But yeah, I I don't I don't want to hate Spurs. Don't make me hate Spurs. I've got nothing against them. You, you've never hated them before this. And now no. suddenly all I read no. and hear is Fagundes. Spurs and... Mm. You but don't Fagundes. with Spurs because that hurts. I can't... <laughs> <laughs> Layers. I can't hate But any maybe team. you're into that. Defoe date. I, 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 don't, I don't blame any team that shows up to do these tours. I mean, they do these tours because it's a cash grab. Of course. You know, and I, I can't fault them. I 
Personally, though, I would be more inclined to spend 70 bucks to go see Spurs play somebody else. Mm. I don't even care if they bring over Arsenal. Norwich or... Oh, never. It's their preseason. They're just kind of getting a feel for things. It could be any club from any country. I don't want to see the team that I have season tickets for in a vested interest in both fiscally and emotionally, I guess. I don't want to see that be potentially ruined because... That was begrudging. Somebody went in for a tackle because they were getting chippy and now we lose them for the whole season. Like, that's that's my fear. And and it's even worse that it's a congested... It's a congested schedule at that time. Mm. So, I mean, I realize this is the only time you bring them in, but can we not have Tottenham versus somebody else? I, I agree with that. And I would, if it was Tottenham versus anybody but TFC, I would gleefully pony up for that. Why not Sporting KC? I would totally buy a Spurs. <laughs> like, why not FC Dallas? I would love to see them get trounced. <laughs> you think FC Dallas could trounce Spurs, please? <laughs> we know you love them. Blaz Perez can't come off the bench this time. <laughs> Fagundes. Thank you, Blaz. Uh, it's, it's one of those things, it's, it's just never going away. And we know this um, until some eccentric multimillionaire buys the team and issues all circusry, which will not happen. It's just, it's going to happen regardless of who is running the team, who owns the team. I think that, you know, folks should still speak out against it, but it's not going away. And we'll Indeed. see come July if I'm there or not. <laughs> Tony, uh, where are you going to be sitting for this match? Colin Samuel sure is a fatty. What? <laughs> <laughs> there? Really? Tony! Come on! Oh, you're just killing it tonight. Have some dignity. Honestly, man. It's just inappropriate. We have ratings on iTunes to worry about. Children listen to this. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Me either. Well then, moving on from the friendly, where I'm sure we'll talk about this again and again, but it is that time where we look back at how poorly we once again, for the most part, <laughs> predicted the scores for last week's game. Although some did better than others, not me. And uh, I'm going to turn the desk over to Mark with uh, Prediction Liga. Thank you, Tony. The future isn't bright enough. For a need to wear shades. The Prediction League Roundup with Dallas's 2-1 defeat of Toronto certainly widens the gulf at the top. Tony Ham Hotspur and Dunk Frumlin both predicted losses in their with their 3-0 and 1-0 guesses respectively. Now moral victory. moral victory goes to Tony since he was closer in goal total. I don't know if that's an actual Wait. Hey, goal difference. Hey. We, we lost by one. That's uh, what I called. I, oh. But he also predicted that at least three goals would be scored and three goals were scored. Look, okay. Yeah. There is no official rule book. That's a good since, point. That's a very valid point. But since the official <laughs> yeah. rule book is here, aren't you? Colin Samuel sure is a fatty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, classic. 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 So. I don't know what the tiebreakers are in this thing, but I'm going to go with total goals, and there's no replay, so better luck next two weeks. Can I send this to the disciplinary committee? Sure. Do you know how good they are? 
In third would be Olympique Marquet with my nil-nil draw. Oh, and I'm currently dear. at six points. Uh, by the way, uh, Tony M. Hotspur and Dunk Fremlin are at nine apiece. And uh, Kristen Palace, uh, with her 1-1, keeps her wooden spoon position. And it's since it's a bye week... Oh, oh, three. She's at three. Yeah. Like you didn't know. Thanks. <laughs> uh, it's three points, by the way. Three? Sorry, sorry, three how, how many points is that? Three. It's between oh. two and four. Uh, yeah, and since it's a bye week, it's a bye week for us, too. We'll resume this mess of a league, because we never know who's going to win in two weeks. Tony, back to you. Thanks, Mark. All right, folks, we've had pretty much enough for this week because, well, it's bye week and uh, we got stuff to do. So let's find out what uh, stuff it is we are doing. As always, he can be found on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher. Uh, What are you working on? Uh, Well, I'm going to be following Tim Lewicki. Uh, He's a bit confused right now because he heard bye week. And so he's off to Europe and is going to be getting his uh, another DP. Uh, rumor is, you know, that uh, deal for uh, Giladino that was there just in case we didn't get to fill. Well, we're activating that anyway. So Giladino is going to be here next week. Uh, we're going to have to send Michael Bradley to um, Edmonton to make room. But um, hey, bye week. What, what was he supposed to do? Excellent. Well, uh, I can always be found on Twitter at uh, KZ Knowles and uh, with TFC on a bye week. Um, I've decided to turn my attention to learning about another sport activity type thing. And uh, lucky for me, just in time for our other bye week after our Voyager's Cup matches, well, it's the annual whacking day. Yes, that's right. I'll be practicing my moves, polishing my whacking stick. Get your mind out of the gutter, people. I'm a girl. And uh, getting ready to lay the herd on some snake Simpson style. Girls can whack too. Girls can use whacking snakes. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Whacking snakes. That's not what they called it back in my day. I'm pretty certain if you, you know, if you search hard enough, you could probably find one that's called a whacking snake. Oh yeah, it's the internet. You can find anything. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. And of course, uh, sitting across the table, found on uh, the interwebs at the Yorkies eighteen twelve. Tony, what are you working on? Colin Samuel sure is a fatty. <laughs> what? Really? Oh my God! Seriously? Classic oh, oh, Tony, dude. Oh, what is wrong with you? Oh, Tony. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why do we let him answer these things every I don't week? Know. I don't know. And to finish off our. Uh, Night of Malarkey, it is, uh, as always, Mr. Mark Hinckley, found on the Twitters at Ignortalk, I-G-N-I-R-T-O-Q. Mm-hmm. What are you working on, sir? Thank you. Uh, I've come to the conclusion that ever since the formation of the Professional Referees Organization and their successful strike uh, with the MLS, I decided to look into the agreement. Now, one of the lesser talking points was involving health care. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, I've been working on a four-part series facing the various very serious uh, health concerns mm. involving the officials. Uh, now, part one was spent with uh, some of the continent's leading ophthalmologists. In part two, I had discussions with two doctors in the field of urology. Part three, I spent time in a leading orthopedic clinic down in Houston. Mm-hmm. And in the thrilling conclusion, in part four, I speak with psychologists. And they get to explain to me why the refs are blind, spineless, and lack the balls to make the correct decisions when it is happening right in front of them. 
I look forward to that. I think that that is a fine um, <laughs> investigation. Yes. I smell pullets. So. All right. Well, with that, folks, really, we're out of here. So, have a great bye week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and as always, Toronto, get used to it. And that's your substitute keeper, is Wiedemann. <laughs> Excellent. This week in DLC, musical kits! <laughs> Who's playing keeper this week? Find out! I'll take the player behind door number three! It's Hanglin! Yay! <laughs> you picked Joe Platter to go and go. And once again, we podcast for a very specific demographic. That's a, we should have that as a banner on the website, actually. It just says, hey, do you like TFC? We're born between these times and watch this? Then you should be listening to... It's true. Biscuit, are you one of the four of us? <laughs> do you, do you know us? <laughs> you should be listening to our podcast. Have you gone to the pub with us after yeah, a game? Yes. Hey, Tony, it only says there's three downloads. And Duncan and Kristen said they listened. <laughs> You gonna listen? You gonna listen to it? Here's the link again. I'm sorry. I don't. I know. I know you're English, but I actually make English. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see very many people contributing to the language. I O A D right there. <laughs> oh, uh, we just came up with a new segment <laughs> called "Why the Fagundes." Weren't we invited to Chalk Talk? With your hosts, Mark, Kristen, and Duncan when he's done peeing. And that's actually his last name. And we want to know why the Fagundes were we invited. We know you guys listen to this damn thing. Seriously, what the hell, man? It's on Twitter. Like, you don't think we know what Twitter is? Have you seen what we do on Twitter? It's usually a lot of bad Photoshop and Sanchez ones that only three or four of us know what's going on. Yeah. Fagundes. You guys. How come we no, weren't invited? Look, Sanchez. Look what we were invited to. Ben Pachanga and sharing their secrets to success at the Coach's Chalk Talk. Coach's Chalk Talk. Huh. Right. Um, I'll have you guys know I coach a very successful team in FIFA 14. WTF, guys. And huh? Duncan tearing yes. up every single fantasy league possible right Have you now. seen what Duncan does Borussia, in the YPL? Borussia Duncan Gladbach. They're massively ahead. They named the team after him. Huh? God. Highly offended. Then in the the, the wake in the red, I mean, like fourth out of 150 something people, like the wickedy wickedy whack, are really good. See, and that ends Bastards. the segment. Why the Fagundes were we invited to Chalk Talk? Yeah. Back to you, Kristen. Mm, Once good. again, TFC alienate their fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, waking the red's gonna Fagundes. You guys over. <laughs>